Welcome, loves. I'm so glad you're here. I can't believe we've reached the last episode of our very first season. What an incredible experience this has been. Beautiful conversations, friendships, community, and it's all thanks to you. Thank you from the depth of my heart. This journey has been pure magic, and it's just the beginning. On the note of pure magic, get ready to be blown away by this week's guest. In this episode, I'm joined by the amazing Jen Casey. Jen is a psychology and brain-based business coach, speaker, the founder of CEO Psyche, and hosts a top-rated podcast by the same name, CEO Psyche. She's been helping business leaders and coaches break through to unbelievable successes with her unique and powerful methods since 2011. Jen is a total badass. She shares with us the incredible story of her spiritual awakening and the unbelievable healing gifts that transpired. We dive into how this has transformed her life and business and how she's now showing up to help others usher in their own unique superpowers. Let's dive in. Welcome to End the Calm Podcast. I'm your host, Georgiana Alexander, founder of Chaos and Calm. I'm an entrepreneur, quantum life explorer, leadership business strategist, and transformation coach. I'm actually obsessed with helping others up-level and connect to their truth. That starts with deep diving into what's possible. This is your community, your home for connection, expansion, learning, and laughter. So join me and my guests each week as we get into all the good stuff health and wellness, life, business, relationships, and my personal favorite, quantum up-levels. I'm so glad you're here. You belong. So excited to have Jen Casey on the show. Welcome to In the Calm. This is going to be so much fun. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. It was so awesome getting to connect with you on Instagram and now getting to connect with you here on the podcast. It's amazing. Yes, yes. I know everyone just heard in the introduction a little bit about you, but I mean, you are just so incredible. I felt like when I heard you on other podcasts, I was just lit up from the inside out because you validate on so many different levels. I felt like, oh my gosh, you understand my language. It was just such a unique experience, one that I don't get to have very often personally. So mm. getting to share this space with you is such an honor for everyone listening. You guys are in for such a treat. Jen is such a badass in business and also has an incredible woo story of spiritual awakening that she is going to share. So do you want to dive right into talking about the woo and how your awakening kind of came about? Yeah, absolutely. So we can we can we can go two directions. We can really dive into the woo. We can talk about like the business in relation to the woo. <laughs> Let's go both. Let's dive Let's, into okay. the woo first and then Perfect. talk about how that's really impacted your business. Yeah. Okay, cool. So how did I start to expand in this spiritual awakening? I like to think of myself as someone who was awakened very early on and then sort of retracted into myself because of various life situations and traumas and things like that. But I've always been incredibly energetically open to other people and very sensitive. And actually, I recently got a human design reading and of all the possible <laughs> variations, I'm just about the most emotionally open and like reflective in that way. I absorb people's energies to such a degree, which is very interesting because we'll talk about some of the energy uh, abilities that I open to. But even what as your, a- What is your human design? It's- It is a projector. I'm a three-five projector. I am too. Okay. So we were talking really? about that. Yeah. So that's why it makes so 
much sense mm. when you're talking and all of the different ways that we experience things. I'm like, this girl gets it. Like we are <laughs> on the same, the same wavelength. <laughs> it was so funny because the girl who did the reading for me was also a projector. We did like a whole podcast on it. And it was so cool to be able to have a human design conversation with a human design expert who was also a projector to give like that <laughs> extra level of like, I see you, I get what you go through as a business owner. So yeah, it's really, it's really cool to get to explore those aspects of ourselves and just be recognized in that way. And it makes so much sense to why it's been a journey for you of being open and then closed up and having to explore. So then you can share how to reopen with others. Like it, it makes sense on that three, five line of the experimenter. Right. And I didn't even know that that was like a thing of trial and error, but now in hindsight, it actually makes so much sense. And since I've really started to learn a little bit more about that, I've actually given myself so much more permission to let it be a little bit more messy because I do like things to be precise. I do like things to be complete and I like it to be finished and put it to the side. But now understanding this trial and error experimenter aspect, it's really changed the way that I've been looking at what's next. What am I creating now? Yes. Exactly. I love it. It's more of an adventurer mindset. Yeah. But then on the inside, before you know that, you just kind of feel like a fuck up because you're yeah. in all these different directions or you're doing things successfully or doing things that make sense to you, but maybe don't necessarily look like someone else's version of mm -hmm. what that journey should look like. So, ah, that's so cool. A hundred percent. I love it. We could just totally go down that rabbit hole as oh, well. Oh, I'm so here for it. Yeah. And one of the other things with, with the human design, I really learned or just affirmed for me that I need to listen to my intuition and that I make decisions in the moment and I get that intuitive hit. And that was such a confirmation for me because everything that I'm going to share about anytime I doubted that or second guessed it or rationalized it and got really in my head about it, that was when I started to almost betray myself. It was this self-abandonment because I wasn't truly listening to the very clear messages. And Asham that I work with <laughs> was laughing at me. This is like last year. And he's like, spirit is talking to you. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't want to listen. She wants to argue. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, oh man, this sucks. And he's like, why you think you're going to get away with it? Like I'm a shaman. I'm talking to these spirits that telling me exactly what's up. And so I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. So like, even as a kid, I was really spiritually open, energetically open and nobody around me really was except for maybe my aunt. So it was very hard for me to, I didn't really feel like I fit in anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in preschool and there was this teacher with blonde hair and I didn't like her. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> her, I didn't like her. And I apparently slapped her across the face. And when they <laughs> called home and asked my, and told my mom, she sat me down. She's a therapist. So we always talked through our feelings and she asked me, why did you slap her? And according to my mother, I said, because she's a phony. <laughs> I'm a three-year-old, two and a half, maybe. Cause my brother, we're a year and 12 days apart. He was afraid to go into preschool by himself. Yeah. So they were like doing a whole, you know, attachment thing where she was like inching away towards the door, but I was there with her. So eventually I just started playing. So I went into pre-K like super, super young. So I'm like this two and a half, three-year-old. I slapped teacher cross face because she's a phony. Yeah. And to this day, yeah. I can like feel in my body, like the truth of that statement. Like, yeah, yeah. no, she hundred percent was. So I get that. Cause I was actually like that as a child too. <laughs> Yeah. I, so I didn't slap anyone as a child. I did later in life, but we won't get into that. That was actually for a different reason. But mm -hmm. same thing, I hit so many walls with adults 
kind of showing up in different ways and everything inside was like, oh, this is so baloney. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not buying this. That truth radar is so deep within you and nothing else gets past it and you can't help it. And it just sets off this emotional response inside where you're like, that's wrong. You know, it's so yes. loud. Yes. It's so loud. And people try to lie to you or they try to show up in ways that are even when people don't realize they're lying or inauthentic. Does that register for you too where you're just like, oh my God, uh, it's I, I don't know about that. It's unbelievable. And it's so cool to talk to you as yeah. a fellow 35 <laughs> projector because I don't think I know anyone else specifically who is that like, all those I feel things, like we but... have a lot of stories yes. to, to share. I don't think we have time for all of them here. But... <laughs> but I resonate with that so deeply where I could see people's BS. But yes. the one of the things that got me like, not in trouble, but over the years, I would connect with people who were really traumatized and maybe toxic, but I could yeah. see through their bullshit, but I could also see their heart. Yes. And so it would bring them into my life because I'm like, well, I can You're help mirror to them. Yeah. Like I can, I can help heal this because you feel all their shit. And it's like, whoa, I want to help them move it. Yeah. And I just brought a lot of people into my life who were not the best support systems. And as projectors, it's like, you want people who see you and appreciate you. And for so many years of my life, I had surrounded myself with people who didn't fully see me, didn't appreciate me. And mm -hmm. that really affected my sense of self-worth. But It's almost like a bubble around you of mm -hmm. a different vibration. So then you began to identify with these vibrations that aren't in alignment with you, like lower vibrations. And then you become this whole embodiment of all these pieces that aren't you and then you attract more and more and more to yeah. it and then you're like where did I go you know <laughs> yeah, like, what? exactly like why exactly. am I getting attacked all the time when you can feel in your heart how different you are and your life is meant to be mm -hmm. oh my god! and I, I felt so long trying to fit myself into other people's boxes. And I remember being in college and I worked at a TGI Fridays and that was like the college group, but it was a very toxic group of people, very uninhibited extroverts. Everybody just wanted to talk gossip about each other and who got drunk last night. And <laughs> I wanted friends. I craved connection, but I didn't know how to cultivate that and really find the people who resonated with me. And so instead I would, you know, go out with this group and be drinking all the time. And I mean, my one close friend that was in the group would always be like kind of making fun of me like, oh my God, you're no fun. Look at you. We're out oh, at a bar. God. Why are you sitting in a corner talking to this person? And I'm like, I'm having a great time. And so is this person like, we're having a deep connection right now. So like, fuck off, like, leave us alone. Let us be. We don't need to take shots with you right now. Like we're good. So that was always like a little bit of a challenge of like really figuring out, finding that balance of like having that deep desire, that deep craving for belonging and connection, but then also realizing I don't fit in here. I'm not appreciated here. I'm kind of like, people are giving me digs constantly and it's just really frustrating and I don't feel safe in this group. Yeah. So it got Safety, to the point, right? mm -hmm, that's big so word. big, 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 big. So yeah, I, I really got to this point And by the time I graduated college, where I had started right at that time, I started my very first online business and started really getting into the world of personal development. And those books, they, you know, probably know the quote, the, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time yes. with. Yes. So I just kind of isolated. That's a scary quote sometimes when you're looking at that it and you're like, hmm, is. this probably isn't good. <laughs> yeah. 
So I kind of isolated myself because I was like, I would rather be alone than be with these people who make me feel like shit. And I'm just going to listen to these audiobooks and these CDs, <laughs> these like audio programs and read all of these books. And I just immersed myself into this new world. And that was also challenging because I started feeling better. I started growing. I started expanding. I started raising my standards. Mm-hmm. But everybody around me was staying exactly where they were. Yes. And so then the contrast of what I was surrounded by started becoming so great that it was actually physically becoming even more painful. And that is a lesson that I've learned like a hundred times over since then. I'm just like, the more deeply you go into the authenticity and your own personal truth, the greater the contrast is. Now I'm experiencing it with food and yes. you know in different environments that I'm in. And it's, it's even more to the extreme, but yeah, back then that was a new experience for me of really cleansing my space and raising my standards and saying, what do I really want to allow into my life? What am I no longer available for? And that was actually one of the catalysts for, for leaving that job and just going all in with my online business so that I could really cultivate a space for myself where I could feel good. That's amazing that that was the catalyst and that you were able to have that awareness. I'm not surprised because you are yeah. a three five projector and so you can <laughs> extract in all of these insane situations and circumstance and kind of step aside and say, but why is it like this? And what is happening here? And <laughs> yeah. Why did I make the choice to show up for this? You know, so you're mm-hmm. in the middle of all this and then you're choosing differently, but that that was the catalyst for your business. Yeah, it was wild. Love it. How did that journey with your business lead you into a deeper spiritual awakening? I love the story that you tell. <laughs> about your big, big awakening. Yeah. So I had first started my online business through network marketing in 2011. And it was at first just an opportunity for me to not be waiting tables while I pursued an acting career. I spent a year in an acting conservatory, which like, if you ever want to get your ass kicked in a whole other level of personal (laughs) development, go take an improv class. (laughs) Like literally being metaphorically naked in front of a group of people every single day, bearing your soul, exploring all these aspects of yourself and discovering these characters and unpacking them. Like that is a whole other level of personal development. So I did that for a year. And then, you know, we're kind of fast forwarding, really started going all in with online business, really realized that was something that I was very passionate about. Of course, three, five of being the guide and and guiding people to to new teacher. Yeah. The teacher. (laughs) teaching all the ways that you fucked up along the way. Exactly. (laughs) All the things you learn. Exactly. Yeah. So I started doing business coaching and, you know, started having really, really fast success with that, you know, after, you know, kind of figuring it all out myself in the Mm -hmm. network marketing space and teaching health coaches and this and that. This is now fast forward to like 2017. I was running these really big group coaching programs, having these people have incredible successes. And I started seeing that, there was this spread of people, not just in my containers, but in all online programs where some people were having these massive successes. And then there was like the underdogs who didn't quite get it. They were kind of getting in their own way. The people who wouldn't quite show up, the lurkers, right? There was like this spread of people. And I had a personal problem with that because I wanted everybody to have success. (laughs) And so I was like, I need to be fully in integrity. I need to take a step back. Like I'm still running the program, but I need to take a step back and really start understanding what I'm missing. Like, Cause a lot of people who were my 
you know, peers, they didn't seem to be as personally bothered by that. They're a little more like black and white, like you show up and you do the work or you don't. And that was sort of the mentality at that time. It was very heavy in the the hustle culture. And I remember going to an event. It really doesn't land. It just doesn't land for us at all. Can we sleep for a week and think about this? It just does not work. It does not work. I get burnt out very quickly and I understand like that now. But at the time, yeah, I was, you know, recognizing sort of these imbalances within the online teaching world where especially like even to kind of tangent for a moment, just even looking at, oh, like this person is a a mother or this person is not in the same financial position or this is a person of color who might not be being given the same opportunities or might not have the same time. And so I was just like starting to get a little bit frustrated with the one size fits all blanket style coaching that was, that I had sort of been exposed to. And I was not okay with that. And I really wanted Mm -hmm. to kind of add another layer so that I could support people who had different learning styles, different, you know, energetic styles, just all the things. And so that was really the beginning of me getting into more deeply the coaching world. I have a degree in psychology. So I was always very into all of that. Yeah. And so that kind of got me on this journey with Tony Robbins. And that really began a much deeper awakening for me of just self-discovery, began doing coaching certifications. And yeah, and then that led us into plant medicine, which was such a sort of spontaneous thing, but literally changed my entire life. Incredible. Yeah, we can we can unpack any of that. But I actually just had someone on with plant medicine. I have for so long wanted to experiment and explore plant medicine, but I've also been so, so open and have most of my sensory is open to seeing, hearing all of that. So I've been a little bit nervous about going even deeper in that, right? Because it is already Mm -hmm. so loud. But I can feel that nudge, you know, so I think that there is something there. And I've heard so many people with incredible experiences and stories into plant medicine. So I'm happy for you to share any part of that that you want to like wherever you feel flow and connected in this conversation, just go for it. Yeah. So in terms of like the spiritual awakening where things really sort of took a turn, well, actually before we even, I even got into plant medicine, I had gone to an event, a Tony Robbins event. And I remember sitting there and they were doing this meditation at the end of the event. And it was an inner child healing. And towards the end of it, my neck started sort of moving in weird ways and I wasn't moving it. And then my vertebrae sort of clicked back almost like a roller coaster. When you're going up, it's like click, click, yeah. click, click. That's yeah. what it felt like. I could almost like hear the clicking to the And every time my neck and my chin went up and my neck clicked backwards, my throat was closing off a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And I almost couldn't breathe. And it was kind of scary in the moment. Like what the F is happening to me right now? And then I anaphylactic shock. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? And it went all the way to the back. And I just remember it was completely closed off. I couldn't breathe. And then it went and the whole thing opened. And I took the deepest breath I had taken in God knows how long. I didn't know what that was, did not know what that was about. And it wasn't until my first plant medicine experience where on the second journey, as I was dropping in, my neck started doing all of these weird things and I didn't know what it was. Meanwhile, nowadays it's like, that's how I drop in. I go into like this deep trance and my <laughs> neck's going and like the medicines and spirits like stretching me out and opening me and like preparing channeling and all these things. So that's like totally normal for me now. And I love it and I welcome it. But at the time they're trying to ease you in and you're like, yeah. what is this? 
they're trying to teach me and show me. And I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Like what's happening. This is weird. Are people looking at me? And I was also conscious. And also it can be when you have nobody around you who has experienced those things to say, like, you're fine. Like you're not dying. Oh, you're yeah. good. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a little bit terrifying, but thankfully I, it got to the point where it was almost like too painful to resist, like more uncomfortable to resist it than to just like allow yourself to flow with it. And so I started opening sort of in each journey. And then, you know, on my own time meditating, doing breath work, things started opening even more. I had a beautiful, I did a whole podcast on it, but a beautiful ayahuasca set. That was the first time I sat with ayahuasca in 2019, December. And that really opened me up in so many deep ways, released so much like deep shit that I did not even know was in there. And I remember purging into my bucket and looking in the bucket and we had, somebody had recommended when you purge, talk to your bucket, ask it, what are you? Yes. So I'm looking in the bucket, talking to my vomit, like, what are you? And then I got a name (laughs) and I'm like, what? And I'm so, I'm like, what do you mean? I thought I healed that. And the message I got was you healed that in your like neural pathways, but not in the tissues of your body. I want to go here just for a second too, Mm -hmm. because this is a similar experience. And for everyone listening, I know it's, it's something I speak to as well. Like you can clear and clear and clear. And a lot of people who have done a lot of deep healing work go down that road and then they get to a point after doing the work and they're like, why is it not better? What is going on? Mm -hmm. And even for my own healing work, I mean, I've spent so many years, decades of my life working on healing myself, helping heal others. But you go to different levels where you're open at different times and you can't push or rush it, you know, because it's your mm-hmm. it's your journey. In the physical body on the cellular level, we hold so many stories in our fascia and it connects to our energetic bodies and it connects to the entire universe, right? We're healing yeah. collectively, we're healing physically. And so it's not just in our neural pathways that we're reframing our mind, but that gives us a start to open other deeper transformation. Mm-hmm. And it gets so powerful, but it's crazy on the physical level. I don't know if you felt this because it was through an ayahuasca experience where you were like fully open mm-hmm. for my physical healing work for deep, like early childhood trauma and things like that. My body was, it was like I was operating without different limbs for mm. years that I didn't even realize. It's like they were kind of numbed out or dissociated. And I'm just like, it's fine. We're going to keep going, you know? <laughs> and then yeah. you, you find these coping mechanisms of showing up in life sort of dissociated from different sensory areas of your body, even though at the same time, I was extremely connected, like very high awareness in every other area. So it's odd how you can't see certain things until it's time to see them, which is what happened for you. So how did that feel for you stepping into that physical clearing? Because it is such a different experience than any other type of healing clearing work. It was a bliss beyond bliss. And it's interesting because I, some people have like an aversion to throwing up. I have no problem throwing up. I've always had a lot of food allergies. So for me, I always had a positive (laughs) association with throwing up. Like my body's telling me like, okay, this is not good. Like we need to get it out. So for me, it was always a signal of a healthy sign of my body clearing what was not supposed to be in there. So that worked perfectly for me going into ayahuasca (laughs) because that's exactly what ayahuasca does. It's finding, it's such a high frequency plant has such a high frequency medicine that when you take it into your body, anything that is lower frequency that's stuck anywhere, it's so mismatched that it cannot stay and it gets 
pulled out. So it doesn't necessarily only mean like throwing up, like you can purge in so many ways, yawning, laughing, crying, shaking, sweating Mm -hmm. on and on. Right. Like there's so many ways that we can release it. And, and, you know, usually people do, but yeah, it was this incredible, I had like multiple things where it was just a night where it was the, the third night of ceremony. And I was so beaten down and so exhausted and fatigued. Like I could not even get myself up off the mat. And it was like willing myself to get up there and have like my first cup and you know, sometimes people go, Oh, I don't want to be tired. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. But actually when, when your ego can't fight back, (laughs) when you're like, it like breaks you down into like, just (laughs) fucking surrender. Honestly, like even when I, you know, I have a voice background, I did musical theater and used to, you know, train every single week, private voice lessons. And, you know, there were times where maybe I had a cold or I was a little more fatigued and I was like, Oh, maybe I'll cancel the lesson. My voice teacher was like, no, you need to come in those days because he's like, he's like, you're like me. You're very like taunt with your muscles. Like you're just very, like, everything's very like, you know, rigid, especially at that time. He's like, it's good for you to come in in those times. Cause we can explore different aspects of the voice. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I know some people are like, Oh, I'm having a bad day. I don't want to go to therapy or, Oh, yeah. I'm having, you know, but it's yeah. like, no, those are the times to go to, to explore go. different aspects of yourself. I sang as well growing up and oh, cool. And, yeah. So I'm like, I get that. Cause there's just, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm not feeling this, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And and in so many other ways, I think anyone listening has those moments and experiences. You just showed up and explored that embodiment. I feel like I was not aware because it, it wasn't intentional to start purging on the cellular level. So there was more resistance and it was pretty painful. But then it was like, fuck it. Like, you know, it's funny. You're like fucking surrender. I actually... I'm now teaching a course called Fuck It. And it's all about because it's the power of surrender. It's one of our greatest gifts that we have is learning when we can drop into that space of just complete surrender. And sometimes we have to get there by being so exhausted that we have no other option but to surrender. Mm -hmm. And that's when all the good stuff happens. It's never disappointing on the other side of that ever. Yeah, I always say to people like (laughs) you're, you're avoiding confusion, you're avoiding discomfort, but like, when you go through confusion, what's on the other side? And they're like, oh shit, like breakthrough, (laughs) clarity. I'm like, yeah. So like, as you go through this program or like you go through this experience, if you have confusion, celebrate it because know that that's the beginning of your brain and your body literally integrating something and, and making new neural connections. You're learning something new, you're processing something new and you're expanding. And like, that can be confusing. It can be uncomfortable. You're like, I don't like yeah. this. I, this yeah. is the unknown. This is the void. It's like, yeah. And that's exactly where you need to be to get the thing that you want to get. Exactly. I love how in listening to you and speaking on this, like the way that you language the void. I mm-hmm. love that so much because I think so many people get lost and confused in this state. I, have gone through so many different iterations of career and life as well. And I felt that that void so many times. And the only thing that I could figure out to do, like I started recognizing the pattern of like, okay, when I surrender and don't force anything, it's like it actually moves faster Mm -hmm. and it gets easier and better. But I think there's not a lot of conversation about how to navigate these periods where we're actually being groomed for the next up levels, the next chapters of our life. Do you want to speak to that a little bit with your experience? And yeah, I love how you talk about the void. You were just sharing recently on a podcast that you did about the void that you went through at the beginning of this year with Mm -hmm. your health and wellness. And how is that going? So much better. Oh my gosh. I mean, I didn't know. I mean, it started in 2020. Mm -hmm. So just to even go back a little bit, I did ayahuasca December 
2019, followed by another plant medicine sit where I awakened to the deepest spiritual gifts. Didn't even know it was humanly possible. I have the ability to basically move my hands over someone's body without touching them, access their energetic field and help pull out and clear lower vibrational frequencies. Incredible. It's the freakiest, craziest thing. I have stories for days on like things that, that have happened. <laughs> you love it. You, uh, yeah, we can we can pause and kind of go into that. Too we can because... do little side. Th- okay, yeah. yeah so... Side stories. Yeah, like, I'm, so... I'm here for it because this is amazing. I had chills all over my body. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I, it was in a more recent sit, maybe a year, year and a half ago. And my hands just sort of activate when I'm in plant medicine. And one of my friends said, yeah, if anything comes through, like you're, I'm next to you, like, help me out. Like help us this out. Like I'm here for it. I'm available. I'm open. Cause you know, you just want to get people's permission. And she's, yeah. I've done a lot of um, clearing for her and she was like, please. Yes. Thank you. And so my intention <laughs> that night was, Hey, I want to open more deeply to my spiritual gifts. And so I sort of became this vessel. I was like, okay, no problem. You got it. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, what did I care what you wish for? I was yeah. exhausted. It was yeah. like, my arms were going the whole night. And I remember her saying to me, I was like, wow, this is crazy that I'm able to do this. And she was like, honey, like you could clear this entire room at one time. And I was like, what? Like, I just think like, it's not just me. It's everybody. Like we all have this infinite power within us that we don't even realize because we've never been shown what's possible. But okay, so rewinding back to, you know, early 2020. I just want to say really quickly, just for everyone listening, we not only haven't been shown what's possible, we are only shown it's like such a tiny little existence that we think we identify to and yet it's nothing like Mm -hmm. the truth of reality and so people like you and I and I know there's so many people out there that have such awareness of their spiritual connection to the world but they are blocking accepting it because they don't understand what that is they don't even know what their day-to-day intuition looks like their spiritual gifts and so they're shutting it down and it's like that's the real life that's the actual real way that we exist and not in this small little box over here. I just love that you brought that up. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. (laughs) So this all activated early 2020 and I was in a ceremony. My hands started moving. I thought that I was just clearing energy out of my own body and like recalibrating my body. And then I started to notice that as I moved my hands, I was affecting the other people in the room. So my hand would move really, really, really fast, fanning back and forth. And my friend across the room, her butt starts shaking like Shakira. And I'm like, holy shit, am I doing this? And then sort of playing this game where like I would stop and she would stop and I would start and she would start. And I was like, yo, like what is going on right now? But I felt completely clear headed, like completely sober in that moment. And it was just something was taking over my hands and something was channeling through me and just was like, we're going to clear out this whole room tonight. So that was the beginning of it. And shortly after I had worked with some clients in person and one client had really opened up a lot. Someone had come in to facilitate breath work and, and she was like not leaving and, and it was the end of the experience. And I was like, Hey, what's going on, man? Like what's, yeah. what's up? And we just started talking and, and we ended up spending some time, you know, late into the night where she was kind of like sharing some stuff that was coming up for her around some past traumas and you know, just kind of holding space for her to like process and integrate so that she could be in her body. She was like, I'm not in my body. I can't go home like this. And I was like, got it. I, you know, just started, I was, wasn't planning on doing energy work on her because it was still so new for me, but I said, you know what, let me do some idiokinesis on you. It's similar to Alexander technique for my, you know, acting background about really grounding into your body. Mm-hmm. And then my hand started to activate and I had already told her about, you know, what I had opened up to. So she was like, I'm, I'm game for anything. Like, yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. And we ended up having like one of the most insane, profound nights 
of both of our lives where I was doing all this clearing over her, making all of these different noises and sounds and channeling all of these different voices and and things had never really come through that strong before. I mean, now it comes through all the time, but it was so new. Like, what the fuck is this? And my hands are waving around her and I could feel almost like the way I describe it is when you move your hands underwater, you feel like that sl- like slight amount of resistance in your palms. That's what I feel in my palms. And so my hands just sort of know where to go. They start automatically taking different shapes. It's almost like there's like a typing version. There's a fanning, there's like a pulling and just all, it almost looks like I'm like knitting with my hands. I don't even know how to describe like it. Really working the energetic language of what's yeah. around you. Like you're pulling yeah. in the energy from it's quantum energy that you're yeah. using universal energy to like, mm-hmm shift and language their bodies wow mm-hmm. yeah and oh i'm just gosh, feeling so whatever cool. low frequencies and pulling them out and so with this particular so cool. person i was over her womb space and there was like a sexual trauma and so I, my hands just kept going above that she's laying on the ground i'm standing up over her and every time i would hit this like one spot in space her pelvis would lift off the ground and she would start moaning as if she's giving birth. And I'm standing there going, what the little fuck's going on? (laughs) She's moaning and all these things are coming through. And I mean, at one point (laughs) she started farting uncontrollably. We're talking like 50 to hundred farts in a row. Like we're all scared of that with clearing, right? Like even when you go to the chiropractor, you're like, let's, let's just cross our fingers that this doesn't happen in like her, her worst nightmare. And she's like, oh my. And she starts laughing. And of course, laughter is a great way to purge as well. And I was like, it's all good girls, like spraying like Florida water and stuff. And I'm like, you're fine. It didn't have any smell to it. Like, so it was literally nothing. It was just, you know, releasing. Yeah. And so her and I have this conversation afterwards. This went on for like an hour and a half. And she was like, what the hell was that? And I'm like, great question. I would love to unpack this with you. <laughs> and she had these vignettes of seeing herself being birthed, herself being conceived, being birthed, and then birthing her child. And like seeing all of these traumas and different things that like, she actually wasn't privy to this information and had some like pretty messed up childhood stuff surrounding all of that. Mm. And so that was a huge healing for her. And when she got home, she told me, well, the next morning she was like, I am walking completely different. My center of gravity is completely different. And then when she got home, she had her first ever partner orgasm. Wow. Like her whole life. So I was like, okay. Like I needed that confirmation because this was so out there to me at the time. Like, am I really doing this? Is this really working? Am I just, you know, I mean, I mean, you would have to have a pretty wild imagination, right? I don't think the brain can quite conceive. I know I feel there's so many things with that, right? With our intuition or the gifts that we have, it's like, it's not made up. There's no way to, there's no way to make that up. But also I couldn't find anything. Like I was looking online, trying to find like other people who had similar abilities and I'm trying to trying all these different search words and I could not find anything. Now I know there are people who can do this, but I couldn't find anything. And that was really frustrating because I wanted to make sense of it. I wanted to understand it. I wanted to like have conversations with people. And so after that, I mean, like 2020 was like a crazy year. I live in New York, like a a mile from like the main original outbreak and the crazy hospital where like everything was like really bad at first. So being energetically open and being in New York for that period of time, like I started having all of these health issues Mm -hmm. and like I fully went into this void and this like total crisis where I just opened all of this massive energy abilities. And then I couldn't meet with anybody in person. I couldn't explore this. And it was like, you know, a total like punch in the face. 
on so many, I mean, for everybody, right? Like we had to go through this like dark night of the soul as a collective, but yeah, I started having all of these issues where I like physically couldn't get out of bed some days. I was super depressed. Were you taking in the energy of all of the COVID around you? I think I was, but I didn't quite realize it. And I was also like really present to like everything that was happening, you know, even into the summer with all of the BLM stuff. And like, I was like, you know what? I really do want to educate myself. And so I kind of put myself in a position where I was really staying present to a lot of the collective pain. Mm. And I'm glad that I did that. I think it was also a little too much too fast. Like, and it was like, don't look away. Your privilege is to look away. And I'm like, I know, I know I don't want to look away, but also like I needed a second to, you know, like following Sean King and seeing these like really awful things happening every single day, like horrific things which is fine to to be present to that, but it was very challenging to do that on the platform through which I run a business. So I didn't really have a very good separation between my business time and like looking at all of these horrific things and being present to people's pain and educating myself and just like holding the space in my own presence for the trauma of what the collective was going through on so many lenses and layers. So, you know, I don't think that helped <laughs> like how no. I was feeling at that time, but I have integrated and processed a lot of that since. And I feel like I, I have a very strong sense of, of a lot of like a lot of what was going on there, but I was also having issues with like chronic migraines, which I had never had before, which all stemmed from like an ankle injury and a heel lift that I was given right before, like the appointment before the pandemic hit and everything shut down. Oh, so no. I never got follow up on that. So I'm wearing this heel lift for seven months. That was only supposed to be a short-term thing. And I didn't know that. And it was causing my pelvis to be like off center. And I was like, couldn't go to the chiropractor. So I was having like neck pain and chronic migraines where I couldn't look at the computer for more than two hours at a time. So it was like all of these things that I put my podcast on hold and just, you know, didn't really, I could not find words. So I used to do all these live videos and podcast interviews, couldn't do any of that, or maybe could do one a week. And that was all I had where I would be trying to search for words. I would be looking at a paper bag and be going pot past me the, and like in my head, I know it's a bag, but like the parts of my, like the two sides of my brain weren't communicating effectively. So I ended up getting some you know, supplement support with a doctor and getting my hormones tested and my neurotransmitters tested. And that was extremely illuminating. But yeah, it was all, you know, I think a collection of burnout and kind of what we were talking about I mean, earlier, just like not like honoring. An understatement. <laughs> like what you're, that's like, I think burnout is an understatement for that yeah. experience. I can't even imagine yeah. how overwhelming that would have been as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So then you, you took your time in, in void and let things unwind and really connect to you. And then now kind of coming back into this place of surrender where now you're feeling amazing. How do you feel that your intuitive gifts have really opened in Mm. your business? I love this question. So yeah, it was really beautiful to, you know, I I ran a high level mastermind for two years and it was really beautiful to be able to like explore all of this with them. And especially because I love working with people like long-term because we get to just like really dive into things, get to know them on such a deep level. And so, yeah, we were really able to do some beautiful energy clearing work at the masterminds and, you know, virtually, and, you know, also get to help them clear and awaken to some of their gifts and really just be like a permission slip in some ways. Like when you see somebody channeling light language, you're like, 
wait, could I do that? And I remember the first time I was channeling light language, like, am I making this shit up? Like, is this real? Is this coming through? Like, what is this? And, you know, one of my clients, we did an in-person breakthrough day and, you know, doing energy work with her. And I said, listen, I said, I just got a message from spirit that, you know, if you want to start channeling light language and playing with that right now, it said, please like tell her she'll just let go and, and surrender to it. And like, don't judge it. And she was like having, she's like, I have never seen visuals like that. She was seeing all these, like almost like ayahuasca, like Pinta, we weren't on anything. It was like, you know, like visuals and was channeling beautiful light language. That was transformational. She's like, this was crazy. Like she just went into this beautiful (laughs) trance state. And so, yeah, it's been really cool to see all of that starting to open up for the people in my life and all of my friends as well. Like all of us are really deep in this, in this study and and just getting to see everybody's like unique gifts awaken is really beautiful. That's so amazing. I want to touch in on the light language as well, because when I heard you talking about light language, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what, that's what it's called. Because I have been doing light language for, I think the first time I remember it was like in it was early 2000. It was like 2000. And I had been activating my ancient Egyptian lives and and gifts. And so I was watching some things. And anytime I would see hieroglyphics on Mm -hmm. television or in books, it's like this language would just start emerging deeply. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) start emerging deeply. And also, I was really angry at watching an excavation of something going on. It was a temple or something like that. And I just was watching a documentary or something. And this language, you know, was just coming out. And since then, I've gone into like Aramaic and, you know, so many different languages and languages of different star planets when I travel and I talk with people and things like that as well. It's so fascinating because it's like you just understand. It's like Mm -hmm. a a knowing. But so how did you come across? Because I guess I never even thought to look it up. I'm just like, I think at that point in my life, I'd been so disconnected from even what it was. I'm like, I guess, I don't know. Like, it wasn't even not normal or normal. It was something I never talked to about anyone or shared with anyone, any of these things until more recently. But so all these things were just happening and I never even thought to like go investigate them. I'm like, well, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, so how did you come across this? I'm so blown away. I actually, a friend of mine who channels light language, when she was first sort of exploring it a few years ago, she sent us a video of this YouTuber who's very in the spiritual world. And it was a video of her, like a 10 minute video of her just speaking in light language. And it was so mesmerizing. I had chills and I'm like, how does she do that? That's so cool. I wonder if I could do that. And I would like play with it a little bit, but when the day that like the healing gifts activated, that was really where it was like, oh yeah, things are just coming through of all of these different sounds. Like some are like very like low and very slow and drawn out. And then some is like, you know, like really fast, like all these different. And I'm like, which one are you? Who are you? Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Like sometimes it's different beings like coming through. Sometimes it's just light language. Sometimes it's, same being but bringing forth a different intention Mm -hmm. and so it's just very interesting to like deepen in that and be like okay you're zion okay you're april got it got it got it okay i understand you know (laughs) and like feeling the different frequencies and the different like embodiment of those different energies and when you're embodying do you see are you seeing the energy of them or is it more of your gift is the feeling and just the knowing how does that work for you like when i'm like doing energy yeah yeah so it's funny because I don't see it 
necessarily with my like physical eyes, but I can like see it with my third eye Mm -hmm. and I can sense it. And then it's just like, I can, I obviously can feel it the most. Yeah. And then it just all comes through. I actually have a video (laughs) from last year doing it. And one of my masterminds that we just happened to catch on video where I do this like crazy thing, pulling something out of somebody's like base of their spine. And she ends up running to the bathroom to purge. (laughs) It's wild. I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Have purge buckets. Never fucking thought about that before. (laughs) Didn't know that was the thing that could happen. Cool. 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 But she was like, yeah, she was like, you can post it. I was like, really? Are you sure? Are you positive? You're cool with me sharing that you like, it's a very intimate moment. You pot. And she was like, yeah, she's like, other people need to like, understand, like, what's possible. I was like, wow. Okay. So like moment, but that's so cool. It was just like super vulnerable for her and for me to be like, Hey, cause like it's, I'm probably going to narrate over it. Cause otherwise you're like, what is happening? (laughs) I showed it to, you know, one of the girls who used to work for me, her boyfriend, who's a good friend. He was also there helping with our event and they weren't up there when we were doing the energy work and we we played it for them after. And he's a really big Marvel fan, (laughs) like really big as am I. Yes. So like he didn't say it at the time, but he told her after he was just like wait wait is, is marvel real <laughs> this just come to life and i was like dude yeah. I, the cognitive dissonance for me is still there with that you know <laughs> trying to integrate that as well so it's like i get it yeah yeah it's crazy when we start to think all of those things that we are told our fantasy or make-believe i mean they stemmed from some collective knowledge right so they're created is it exactly i mean probably it's a little bit different but it's there it Mm -hmm. came from existence so i think we're tapping into something we can learn a lot from marvel absolutely (laughs) wait so are you a big marvel fan too yeah i love marvel i love love sci-fi honestly because it just it gives visual to worlds that visually so in my gift space like i have like full vision and i also see like the energetic like boom boom like changes of the energy so all of a sudden maybe sometimes i'll talk and i'm like the walls are shifting and then i'm like no one else seems to notice this all right cool i'm just gonna keep on talking you know things like that It's, it's so weird or you know since i was a kid i always see energy beings or other dimensions and some are not awesome i've definitely had my run in especially when I was young and didn't know how to protect my energy. When I was first really, I mean, I'm like four or five, like really awakening to, and then also as a teenager, when I was hitting another level of awakening, that's where, you know, I think you were talking about earlier today about like, you didn't have anybody to go to. I didn't either, but I, I went to a Methodist minister saying like, okay, so for demons, like what's the protocol? Like, what do you do? And here I am, I'm like, I'm like 11 or something like that. And he's like, so you know, when I'm explaining all these things I'm seeing and I'm being choked at night by things that are trying oh to keep God. me from waking up at, from like, like spiritually awakening to the next place because it's like I have my purpose, right? So I've been near death a number of times actually, like driven off a cliff and things like that in a car. And I mean, a number of different things we could get into. And my guides Whoa. have always given me the messages like, put your seatbelt on, brace yourself. I'm going to circle back to that one for a second because I think you'll appreciate the level of intention. So I'm sitting here with this Methodist minister in the South at 11. And I'm like, so what do we do for demons? Like, what's the protocol? And he's like, so when I was sick and I was a kid and my mom would give me cough medicine, it would make me think the red coats are coming. And I'm like, great. Okay. Nice delusion that you're having with your medication, but I really want to have some answers here. And then I walked away. And after that comment, I just sort of dropped. I'm like, okay, no, we're not having these conversations anymore, Jordy. And so from that point on, I was thinking in my mind, maybe I should have gone to the Catholic Church. Like maybe they have more. 
But that's what I was trying to get. And it really came back to intention of setting the safety of space. And that was also the same power that came back when I was in a car at 16, yeah, 16, that drove off a cliff where I was being nudged by my guides. I was camping with friends and we were driving around the corner on this mountain in a Jeep Wrangler. And my guides are yelling in my ear, tell him to slow down now, the driver. And I'm like, no, 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 he's going to get mad. You know, I'm young. I didn't want to ruffle. As you said, I didn't want to ruffle the feathers of the wrong friends, the people that didn't necessarily see. Actually, these guys were all really nice, but it wasn't my vibration. So it put me in danger. Mm -hmm. And then they shove me like physically shove my body and scream out, tell him to slow down now. And I open my mouth and the car starts fishtailing into the mountain face. So we're gonna impact fully into mountain face. He overcompensates and we drive off the side of a cliff. And so we flip six times front oh. over in in this car, like going down an embankment at this, like a pretty steep angle, this wow. angle <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> And so, but we're flipping six times and I'm like, this is it. I'm seeing, I am encapsulated by a really thick bubble. It's almost like a plasma and I feel it kind of surround me. All the other people are flung out of the car. I'm the only one wearing a seatbelt and the car is just flipping. The driver is there, but he's out of his seat, kind of bashing his body as we flip it around the car, right? So I feel this really thick plasma protecting me and I'm out of body and seeing the situation and kind of assessing and I'm talking to my guides. And of course, this is happening so fast and so slow at the same time. And I'm like, there's no, this is it. This is death. Like, okay, I accept that because there's a, a ravine drop off, mm. you know, that we're about to hit. Like where it's no, there's nothing else to do. So no one's there to stop the car. And I, I have this really, really strong sense all of a sudden, this knowing, and I make this very definite intention of nope i don't think i'm gonna die today i've got way too much to do the car stops immediately upon that thought immediately upright for absolutely no reason there's no ledge no one's in the car putting the brake after the momentum of flipping down six times you know front over end down it was literally just the tire was just over the edge of the drop off where it was going to drop into a ravine another like say 600 feet you know, where it was like done. And it, that intention is what we have in our gifts of being able, when we intend to want to be open to something, it's open to us. It's available to us immediately. But it's like, we just don't know what's available, right? Like you can decide wow. your life, your death. You can decide if you're safe. Like we have that availability, but we have a lot of other resistance in the way, I think. That is wild. Yeah. Do you feel like from that experience, like, was that like the moment that you decided like, okay, when my guys are talking to me, I'm going to fucking listen to them. <laughs> you would think actually, so there was an accident the year before that they said, put your seatbelt on. I listened and then we were impacted a second later. So when I say things were trying to like, wow, take me down, it was like for a while there, I'm like, okay, no more car accidents. All right. You know, God, you know, it's like no more car accidents. This is painful. And I was safe in all of them. But so after that one, I listened, but I was still that kind of teenager, like you said, where you like to resist. So I'm hearing loud and clear. And it was when I was in Miami, I was living in Miami in my 20s. And I was walking through the street in the middle of South Beach. So it was the middle of the day, walking a few blocks to go to Lincoln Boulevard to get a coffee, you know, and then going to go back to work at home. And I'm walking and I see this unmarked white van pull up about a block in front of me and that loud voice again yells turn and act invisible turn and walk back act invisible now and so I just at that point that was where I listened I immediately responded and then I got back into the house and the drivers of that van were looking the other direction 
at the same second. I could see their faces and they were turned the other direction. They said, turn on the TV. When I walked in, I turned on the TV and there was video cam that they were showing on a newscast of like sexual like traffickers in the area trying to pick up people. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, I'm listening from here on out, you know? And so mostly I listen. There's still moments when I'm like, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do what I want. It's totally mm -hmm. fine. And they're like, no, you might wanna listen. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> but it takes some time. Wow. These are like such wild stories and I resonate with them so much. I don't know if it's because there's such similar <laughs> human designs that I'm like, I don't do quite have like a car accident. Like that's an insane story. But yeah, similar to the white van, I was with a couple of friends downtown. We were young. We got really drunk. We're sitting on the sidewalk. They're like calling, they were like wild, crazy girls. And they're like calling out to these guys like, hey, sexy. And they're like, these guys are like walking oh, with no. some beers and they're like, oh, do you want to come to this party? So we go to this like a random house party. Wow. Like it's so stupid. Thankfully, it actually was a house party. And we go in and we're talking to people and they're like, oh, you can go. It had rain. So we had these like, you know, what are they called? Pea coats, like really, really heavy jackets oh, that were yeah. just absolutely soaked in water. So they're like, oh, you can go like put the, your jackets upstairs if you're going to hang. And as we're walking up the stairs, there's this sketchy looking guy that was just eyeing us in a way that alarmed my body in ways that I like kind of probably similar to the, the yeah. you know, per turn left now. Like, whoa. It was like, you need to leave immediately. And I went from being, you know, God, seven shots of tequila into being completely sober in an instant. Yes. I don't yes. know. I've never experienced anything like that. Completely sober. And I said, no, no, no. I grabbed them. I said, Tori, we need to go now. And she's like, what? I'm like, sober up with me. We need to leave immediately. And our other friend who was a little harder to wrangle, we like dragged mm. her out. And yeah, I definitely think that would have been a bad situation. You, had we you got that whole download in a second, that whole body. This is not the right place. There's some the guys were with happening. me. Yep. Yeah, like you were being about to be targeted mm -hmm. big time. Oh my gosh. And isn't that the crazy thing? So you said it hadn't happened to you with the drinking thing where you sober up. I can drink so much and be almost at like blackout level. I don't really drink that hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I've gone through my phases yeah. where I was trying to ignore my gifts and I'm like, I'm just going to drink yeah. and not listen to anything. And it does not work, by the way, because... <laughs> It's this weird thing when you're spiritually awakened. I, I'm thinking you can resonate with this, like that no matter how drunk you are or in another altered state, it's like you're also completely aware and present to the mm -hmm. point that it almost makes it not even worthwhile. You're like, okay, I have a massive hangover and I was completely coherent the whole time. Like this mm -hmm. is not even worth, this isn't even fun. There's no escapism here. So My fiance and I have like a running joke that whenever we drink together, I don't feel anything over the last couple of years. <laughs> I used to get drunk, yeah. but like over the last couple of years, it's like, I feel nothing. And he gets like super like loopy and tipsy. And we just like have a joke that like energetically, everything's like leaving my body and going into his liver. <laughs> and he's just taking all of my drunkness <laughs> because it just makes no sense at yeah. all. But yeah. And, and it's so funny that you say that too, just trying to almost like numb and, and just keep you like, I'm just going to drink. I'm going to ignore these gifts. And yeah, the more, the more I tried to silence those things and it's like, Oh, I don't want to make those changes or that's scary. Like, oh, I'll just kind of like numb myself out to it. It's like, that doesn't yeah, work. It like doesn't that never work. led me to more clarity, <laughs> just delayed the inevitable. It doesn't work at all. And then I think also with what you were saying with spiritual awakening, that it's really led you to such 
high sensitivity with foods and you were already sensitive as well can relate to that because I was very sensitive in all ways you know so food environment all those things and then as I've gotten older and even more spiritually connected it just gets more and more so you know it's like you have to eat and live so clean and late or your body just can't process all the information that you're getting all the time and just poor poor food, right? Like stuff that's processed and not really meant to support our bodies and all this stuff. It sucks because I love pizza and I love coffee (laughs) so much. And every day, you know, if I have my coffee, I'm just like, it's not working for me. I'm well aware. I recently, the beginning of the year, I stopped drinking coffee and alcohol and I've had some alcohol since then, but I went like cold turkey, no coffee, which was fucking miserable for two days. I thought I was dying. Like I just was like, what am I doing? And then I, the third day I woke up and I felt better than I had in like six months. And I'm sitting there going, all right, there's something to this. And like, we were drinking this Nespresso pods. So it wasn't like organic coffee. So it was probably like filled with mold, filled with freaking chemicals. So it's like, like my body is not responding well to this. I switched over to drinking ceremonial cacao every morning. And it is just like the best thing ever. It tastes like chocolate milk and (laughs) like hot chocolate. And it's just like such a beautiful, like heart opener medicine. And I'm like really loving the study with that. And I actually look forward to that in the morning and my morning have been like a little bit slower where it actually takes time to, you know, not a long time, but it takes a few minutes to make the cacao as I'm making it, I sing over it. It's just like brought like a whole new intention into my morning that I, that I really love. Cause I don't, I was never really somebody who had like a really strong morning routine or really effective morning routine. You know, if it's like, what's your morning routine for success? I'm like, don't ask me that. That's not, a, I'm not the person for that answer. I'm not here to answer that. But yeah, like having the cacao has been really like a very anchoring. I love that you were able to shift and then really create a morning routine. Kind of going back to routines and how like your awakening has impacted your business and things like that. Has it shifted what your offerings are in business and what you're you're creating? Do you want to kind of share with us what you're working on? Because I I'm just so I just love that you're showing up so heart connected. And you just made a post the other day, which I was like chatting back and forth. I was just like, yeah. you have spoken the words. <laughs> it's of exactly what I was feeling like this static and this noise. And I know people don't mean it, but it's so loud with everyone showing up in ways that just are not authentic to themselves. And whether they realize it or not, to me, it's so much noise. It makes me want to just run and hide and not do not do any of the work that I'm here to do because I just want to yes. avoid it. It yes. just it shuts me down so hard and I have to disconnect from it. So yeah, I would love to know what you're working on and share this with everyone. So I am definitely in a transition where I started to recognize that my podcast, I had put it on pause for six months and I've had the show since... 2017. So it's like, that's a lot of content to be creating on a weekly basis for free in hopes that it's functioning as a front end of a funnel. And so it was getting to the point where it felt very forced where I was talking about business related things because that's what my offer suite had been. And I knew I wanted to begin making transitions in what I offered, but I'm like, well, this is supposed to be my front end of my funnel. And like, what's the point if I'm not talking about things that'll actually drive traffic to this? Like, why would I then just be creating a bunch of free content to drive to nothing? Yeah. And then I finally decided like, who cares? Like just have the conversations you want to have and like, you'll figure out the rest. And 
I have fallen back in love with my podcast so much over the last year and really just enjoyed having conversations like this, where it's like, we can talk about like these crazy things. I'm like, I went flying down a mountain and like, it stopped, you know, like these are the types of conversations that I'm having opening now. Like a roller coaster yeah. and you're going yeah. backwards. It's totally normal, which yeah. is totally normal, actually. <laughs> it's totally normal. But it's been beautiful to have those conversations that I'm actually lit up about. And I know that that is like what my soul is calling me to do. And I'm just really trusting and following my joy and the things that energy me up. And now it's been about, okay, so now that the podcast has literally nothing to do with business, <laughs> like it's for the business owner, cause it's the CEO psyche, but like now that it's moved so far away, like what are the new offerings? So I'm in the process right now of revamping some old content, giving it like one last, like polishing touch, like a program pitch to your niche and where I used to teach like program design and stuff. So we're just giving those a once over. And then that's going to be evergreened and we're going to expand into probably a membership and certification and some other things that I'm definitely feeling really called to, but still Mm -hmm. want to have like those, those old, like, you know, those programs that I had previously are still really good, really valuable, but it's like, I don't feel called to teach those live anymore. So just really like, and that was hard. That was hard to let go of those things, but actually my, I had an interview the other day with Alison Byrd, just brilliant human. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And she said something that I was like, damn, that's so good. <laughs> she was like something about like that she, when she started transitioning more into like spiritual stuff away from sales, she's like, you know, I had to give myself permission to graduate. Mm. And I was like, okay, hold on. The word graduate just resonated so deeply because in the past it was like, Oh, permission to pivot, permission to transition, mm-hmm. you know, I'm starting over, but it's like, you're not starting over. Cause you're actually bringing everything with you. So like all of these different conversations. And I said to her, I've never, even though graduate is, you know, something that we understand in the education world, I'd never really thought about it that way. And so I'm in the, I'm in the process of completing my thesis for my previous <laughs> degree to really just go into the thing that I have simultaneously been studying for many, many years and actually now kind of building my thesis for for that next level of of what we're expanding into. I am so excited by this Uh, on so many levels. I want to speak to that because I was in business consulting for 20 plus years. Like I helped grow and scale businesses. And also on the other side of that, I worked in wellness space, like with these spiritual transformations and helping Mm -hmm. people reprogram trauma and things like that. So during the pandemic, I hit this wall where I'm like, I cannot. And just a side note that everything I ever did in business came from channeling through spiritual gifts, like what I knew, the trends I knew, how to structure things, like how to bring in things, all the things I knew and was doing was because of those spiritual gifts, but I didn't say it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when the pandemic hit, it's like, my guides were like, you are not stepping foot in one more arena. Like it is time for you to build this idea that they had started giving me at age 10 like they've been putting this platform in motion for me since age 10 and i've been either resisting or picking up pieces to learn and it merges life and lifestyle and business with spirituality so i i just like when you said that on your reel and you're talking about authenticity and now you are speaking to showing up in our businesses and authenticity i am like i am with you i am (laughs) here i've been struggling against these walls because even in building a company, I'm not being allowed to build it the way I've ever been built before. I've had to completely surrender the time frame, which is 
killing me because I am used to like, I can get it done so fast. Mm -hmm. I know exactly the vision. And they, it, there's like a very specific foundation build to what it is that I'm doing on the back end that is being divinely guided, that is being foundationally structured in a way that serves people in the ways that are coming ahead. And no matter what it looks like on the outside. And so I'm like just putting one foot in front of the other of that, like showing up, listening, but if that's where we're going, if you're getting the message, if Allison's getting it, like this is what we're coming into because we're always, you know, on yeah. the front end of that, right? And so that is just so exciting. I'm like, yes, yeah. I am so excited for you, Jen. This is amazing. Same. I mean, it's, it is yeah. crazy, like seeing over the last like two years, just in having conversations with people. And of course, it's part of it is just like little bits and pieces that I've been sharing more about different spiritual things, like the number of increase in messages and DMs that I've gotten from people from sharing those types of things is such a beautiful confirmation. Because like I did a, a sales call program last year and it was like crickets. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was one of those, like we're really grinding through this launch and like, okay, why did we do this? Okay. This was obviously not aligned. We didn't, you know, it was kind of just put it out there. Let's, we got this content. Let's start out there. And it was great content, but that's not what, that's not, I've, I've graduated past that. And I was yeah. trying to like dig yeah. through the recycling bin. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why was I like, that's not what my soul was calling me to do. And so of course it doesn't resonate. And then I put out like one little thing about energy healing and I'm getting all these DMs like, oh my God, can you tell me more about this? I think I'm awakening. How do I do this? You know, like yeah. there's so many, and there's so many people, I think, cause I see a lot of people in the spiritual spaces talking about awakenings, but in the business bubbles, not so much. And yeah. so sometimes when like you're talking about it, or I'm talking about it. It's the first time that anyone's heard anyone else talking about it on the internet. And I'm like, well, that's just cause you're not following like all these Everybody like, else. you know, so spiritual people yeah 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 that's not like that's not what your feed is but like other people are having these experiences too and I think it's just a beautiful thing to witness like so many of my peers and my friends and like so many like people in my audience like just coming and and resonating and saying things like you know I've always liked your content like no offense but like recently like it's been like way better you know or like or, or that one post was way better and I'm like that's kind of like a little bit of a backhanded compliment, but I'll receive it. Like, I'll take this. I'll take really it. Really resonate with your old stuff, but now I do. I'm like, all right, well, as long as we're here, as long as it's it's resonating and I'm, you know, being authentic in my expression, that's that's all we can ask for. And it's the alignment, right? Like that's yeah. the biggest, biggest piece of it because it might not make sense the way that you're showing up and doing things, but then as you're seeing yeah. this awakening process, and especially because you come from the healing background of dealing in trauma and dealing in clearing. What I see in the spiritual space and have seen as well from in dealing with trauma is there's so much about awakening, but it's just now starting to trickle in about how to deal with what happens when you awaken. Yes. Right? Like the dark, the mm -hmm. grit of it. It's not just love and light and no one's trying to spiritual bypass, but there's so much shadow that comes up when you when you do awaken that if someone has a lot of undealt with traumas or things like that, it can really blow your life to pieces if you can't find the tools on how to cope with it and how to heal that. 100%. I'm so glad you just spoke to that because yeah. that's such a, an important piece. Like all of a sudden you're seeing spirits and you're like, how the hell do I get them away from me? Like they're talking to me. I need some tools to actually like send them to the light and like how right. to, and that was a whole new world for me. So <laughs> thankfully I got the tools now, but I was yeah. like, what am I supposed to do with this? Is this my new norm? Please God, let them, don't let this be the new norm. <laughs> like, I don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night. This is not ideal. Trying and to decide if someone's physical 
or not physical. You're like, are you physical? Are you not physical? Why are you standing over me? You're like, well, you're not attacking me, so probably you're not physical. <laughs> like, yeah. It goes into Dona being woken up a bunch oh of times gosh. and everyone, I was like, what do I do? And these girls are like, did you ask it what it wants? And I'm like, no, I told me, I said, leave me alone. I'm sleeping. If you would like to discuss, we can talk in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Boundaries, right? Boundaries. Healthy boundaries with the spirits. Healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. I love it. Oh my gosh. It has been such an honor to get to have you on the show and chat. If you want to leave us with any tidbit or something valuable that you found that really helped you navigate your spiritual awakening and also your spiritual awakening in business, because that can be even more scary than spiritual Mm -hmm. awakening is showing up in your day-to-day life spiritually awakened. What would that be for everyone listening? I would just say the things that you think are labeling as weird in your mind or, oh, people are going to judge it. No, there are people waiting to hear your awakening stories. There are people waiting to get to witness your gifts. And there's a reason that all of these things are activating for you right now. Mm -hmm. It's because it's time to step forward. I mean, if we learned anything as a collective in the last couple of years. It's that, you know, it's time for all of us to awaken and recognize all of these patterns that are not working and to really honor the deep spiritual work, not just of growing ourselves, but recognizing that there are a lot of people in pain and really coming to all of the different communities that are in need and saying like, okay, like, how do we, how do we heal collectively? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, that's powerful. That's very, very powerful. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to make sure everyone has all the amazing ways to connect with you and get more information about your upcoming launches that I just cannot oh. wait to see. I'm just cheering you on over here like, yes, go Jen. Three <laughs> five projector. You. Go team. <laughs> From the moment I heard and later met Jen, I felt seen in my own skin. She has so many gifts in life, helping others truly find themselves, whether in business or spiritual transformation is absolutely hers. Check out the show notes below to connect with Jen, her trainings, her podcasts and coaching and her breathwork workshops, which I can tell you from personal experience are amazing. They're such beautifully held space. I can't wait to hear about the transformations you unlock. Definitely reach out and share your stories with me. Thank you, friends, for listening in and for making this first season of In the Calm so incredible. Together, we have laughed, cried, learned, and built beautiful soul friendships. And it's just the beginning. I can't wait to share with you what I have in store for next season, deeper dives, more open conversations on all of our favorite topics like health, wellness, spirituality, heart-focused business, and way deeper dives into quantum leaps. In the meantime, make sure you check out chaoscom.com for all the news on courses, trainings, classes, events. And while you're there, take a look at the free resources, tools, and inspiration. You can join in more of the conversation in the community by clicking the link below for the In the Calm community. All my love friends, I hope you have the most amazing week ahead and I will see you very soon.